welcome to Take This TV, the television book club podcast, where each week we watch an episode of our favorite shows and talk about it with our friends in the fandom. I'm Carmen Askernees, and I'm joined by the one and only America's best friend, Aaron Fusco. Hello. Hello, it's me, Aaron. I love every time when you tell me I'm America's best friend. It makes me giddy every single time. I'm so happy that I could do that for you. I love that for you. <laughs> I always expect you to like stop at some point, but you you commit to the bit. And you know, if you know me, you know that I enjoy that. <laughs> All in. Uh, what are we watching this season, Aaron? Well, this season, Carmen, as you know, we're watching Winona Earp. Ooh. So this is the second episode of our Winona Earp watch, which will include episodes three and four of season one of Winona Earp. Heck yeah. Why don't you tell the people what happened in three and four? Yeah, I would love to. Again, stole these right off from Netflix. So <laughs> this is what Netflix thinks is important to know. In episode three, Waverly closes in on Doc's secret and Winona and Dahl's race to thwart a ritual that could set the revenants loose on the world. Actually, just like three very specific revenants if we want to get into right. it. That's fine. <laughs> They're like not they even related to the other stuff. Three bumbling idiots loose on the world. <laughs> But okay. And then episode four is a skeptical Winona forces Doc into a telling game of target practice. The team investigates a woman's bizarre mirror-related death. Yeah, I mean, I guess both of those things happen. I, I mean, the target <laughs> practice thing, the, they make it sound like that's like a bigger moment. It's, it's, it's a like moment. It's a two-minute scene. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's a very good scene for me, which I enjoy watching Doc hit targets with his gun. But yeah, it was cool. And also, I love that they spoil like in the in the three description. It's like Waverly closes in on Doc's secret. It's like that's his secret. Yeah. It's like he's stuck. yeah, but they spoil. I can't stress this enough. They did spoil it in episode two's description as well. <laughs> they call him Doc, like. <laughs> Which is why I was like, oh, I was trying to change that last episode when I spoiled it all for you. But I don't know that it's supposed to be that big a secret because, like, I'm sure that the marketing materials were all like, Winona Earp teams up with Doc Holliday. Oh, yeah. You got to get those like, I'm sure. I'm sure it was spoiled then, but like you didn't know, and I wish that I had been able to. It's okay. It's about keep, the climb. Keep it's, my damn trap shut. <laughs> it's not about the destination, it's about how we get there. <laughs> Speaking of how we get there, let's talk about our favorite bits. By the way, just for those of you who have been joining us here, who joined us for our first episode, let us know some of your favorite bits. Hit us up. We'd love to know and kind of watch along with you and and do this together. So, yeah. So favorite bits in episode three. Right. I think that's when I like had the revelation they're like, oh, this might be my, like, favorite show I'm watching right now. <laughs> I, okay, so we didn't, Carmen, as soon as we jumped on this call, was like, Erin, I think this is my new favorite show. And it's like, save it for the podcast. <laughs> Just, like, spilling the tea before we even start recording. <laughs> he was so excited. He was like, Erin, I love this show. And I was like, I know. But tell me, tell me more about that feeling. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about the show, like, when we're not recording. So usually we would, like, watch it and then record, but we had some live stuff going on, so we had to wait a bit before we recorded. And I was thinking about the show, and I was like, oh, man, I want to watch more. I want to find out what happens next. And I love those, like, campy, 
ECW, oh, soap opera monster of the week kind of shows. Super here for that. I've been down since Smallville. So this is like filling that, that gap for me, scratching that itch. So I realized that in episode three. And then... Do you know what moment it was? Or was it just the whole it was, was there a moment where you were like, I love Absolutely. This. It was the moment when they were all like in the room together planning how to respond to the rogue revenants ritual. And like Waverly is like secretly like holding this grudge against Winona, which we find out later. And I'm just like That's episode four. Does that happen <laughs> in episode four? Episode four is the grudge episode because the mirror revenant is trying to get Oh, okay. I'm getting my wires crossed. But anyway, I just love the team together. (laughs) I just love the team together. Yes. I actually, I have to let you know, I did write in my notes. There's a shot of Waverly, Winona, Doc, and Dolls. God, it's W's and D's. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Like the four of them standing in the police precinct and i was just like squad the squad is here and i think maybe that was the moment you saw it as well like you were like the squad the squad yeah also that moment when it's jumping around again and episode four when dolls gets possessed that moment is the trailer when you're like scrolling through netflix and so i've, I've seen I that moment that. so many times and i was like i'm glad this is early in the show so it's not like spoiling something later but yeah just like all of them together i love their banter i love the like little rivalry between dolls and doc of like you love with the same woman i love and all this kind of stuff and i mean winona's great i seldom talk about winona because i love the side characters but i also love winona you mean you like to talk about waverly if you haven't noticed i am partial to (laughs) waverly she is my favorite character her and officer hot are uh, otp that i really want to happen It really hits you over the head with like, here's, all right, folks, here's who we'll be shipping today. You know, like, <laughs> I forgot, first of all, how horny this show is in Everybody's the horny, yeah. I don't remember it being this horny later. And I, please, I'll eat my words if we get to season four and I'm like, oh, no, it's still horny. <laughs> I don't remember it being this horny later on, but it is so horny immediately. And then you get like, just immediate Hey, Doc and Winona have this sexual tension. And then you're like, Dolls and Winona have this sexual tension. Nicole's first moment with Waver is like sexual tension. I was like, you really were not. You were like, we don't know how many episodes we got. We got to just hear. Do you like this ship? Do you like this ship? Right. Like, is this what you want? Also, I will note that you, you called Officer Hot Nicole on a first name basis. I didn't know her name was Nicole. I don't know if they mentioned that. She introduced herself in episode one as Officer Nicole Hot. Did she? I, I just heard Officer yeah. Hot, and I was like, yes, Yeah, I mean, are. her name is Officer uh, Hot, but yes. I love this ship. <laughs> That's all I heard was like, yeah. hot ship, everybody's horny, I'm here for it. Yeah. Look. It is right I'm, <laughs> I am here for the, for the vibe of like, yo, let's just, we're fighting monsters, let's all just bone down and love each other. I'm here for that. I hope the horniness stays. But <laughs> let's keep it. We get a, we, we have a let's have a thirst tracker. So all you people out there listening, yeah. let's keep a keep track of the ships. We'll call it the thirst tracker, and let's keep it right. going throughout the season. What's our scale for the thirst? Oh, track- this is a good tracker. question. Is it like yeah, like how thirsty are you for these <laughs> ships, or how horny are they right okay, now? Okay, so yeah, I, I wasn't thinking that, but now that you bring it up, I feel like that has to be an element of it. 
because I, I yeah. just is too good. So okay, we have to have like how thirsty am I for these ships? Us, both of us, not just me. You're in on this too. And <laughs> I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. I mean, I'm at an advantage because though, you because, know, like I have the prior knowledge of canon in on my side. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we also have to track which ships are currently in the the thirst star. Yeah, all right. So insert the thirst tracker here. It's like, a wooga. Yeah, the eyes popping out. <laughs> Jeez, I, hate, yeah, like, I hated that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. I know. So, yeah, let's, let's, like, no joke, happening live right now as you all are listening, coming into your ear holes as, you, as we're talking about this, we're listing out the ships. <laughs> yeah, I'm a note taker. Gotta take it. Aaron down. takes the best notes. If you watch our other Thank show, you. Realms of Roleplay, which you should check out, by the way, on our YouTube channel. It's a tabletop show, and Aaron's always taking notes because I'm like, "What happened last time?" Yeah, but Aaron Fusco. So gotta take gotta, gotta take, take the notes. We got Waverly and Officer Hot, and then we have Winona and Dolls, and then we have Winona and Doc. Question mark? Because I feel like Nate Bonda they're pretty like explicit about like. There's some kind of sexual tension here. Yeah, but Winona just sort of has that with everyone. That's but true. They, and also the show is incredibly horny, so everyone is just sort of like... <laughs> oh, me? You? Hey, what, what are you doing later? Uh, what time you get off? Yeah. So something that I was curious about, like I'm not super here sure. for this ship, but I was like, is there a Waverly Dog thing happening? I'm not really about that. Interesting. Okay. I hope that's not true. Okay, I'm writing it on your thirst tracker. How thirsty are you for that? <laughs> for that one, zero thirst. Negative. Let's, let's rate Negative these, thirst. Rate these based on number out of five point scale. What represents the thirst? Like uh, <laughs> bottles of... Uh, no, it's just, just thirst. Just it's thirst. thirst. Yeah, meter. we don't have to... There is zero on the thirst meter for Winona that. Winona and Doc, I'm three out of five on the thirst meter. Okay, okay, okay. Winona and Dolls... Five out of five, that chocolate vanilla swirl gots to have it. Gots to have it. <laughs> uh-huh. Waverly and Officer Hot, five out of five. Ten out of ten off the charts. All right. Uh, their chemistry right. together is great. It's got to happen. If I swear to you, Aaron, if Officer Hot turns out to be a revenant in disguise or some kind of BS like that, I'm going to flip a biscuit. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh my gosh, I just had a thought. Okay, I'll save it for when we get to episode four. Anyway, we got our third track no, going. It, we're talking about both episodes. Get it? Don't lose your thought. What is your Okay, thought? right. I don't want to lose it. So in episode four, <laughs> I'm all over the place. They mention, oh, actually rereading the recaps. I think it was episode three. So the Rogue Revenants mentioned that they talked to a, I think they referred to the person as a witch doctor, which I don't the stone the witch? The stone witch, thank you. What if Officer Hot is the stone witch? I just thought about that. Because I, I feel like Officer Hot, so we meet the, the police chief guy, and he's like real Barney Fife, like kind of bumbling, idiot kind of dude. Ned Lee, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right. Officer Ned Lee or whatever. And Shit. then I think he's the sheriff. we meet Officer Hot kind of out of nowhere. And so I was like, that's kind of suspicious. But then we have the scene with the hostage situation where they're all there together. And so it's like, okay, well, Nedley knows who Officer Hot is, so she's not impersonating a cop. But it still was a little suspicious of, like, normally in shows like that, they'd be together. And so I feel like, oh, also, I can't remember 
This is me metagaming a bit, y'all. In television and stuff, if a character enters the scene from the right side of the screen, correct me on socials if, if I'm got my wires crossed is, here. Whatever you're about to say is about to be the most wild thing I've ever heard you say, but continue. <laughs> it's like a, a narrative tool or whatever. Not like a tool. It's like a, a thing that people do in narratives, like to... Okay. Visual storytelling or whatever. If a character enters the scene from the right side of the screen, they're a villain. Because heroes never enter the scene from the right side of the screen. That cannot be true. I mean, I don't know enough about filmmaking. You're definitely more of an expert than me. My immediate gut reaction would just to be like, that would be wild. <laughs> but I mean, it might be I true. I went to film school. I think I'm 100% misremembering some of that. So incredible. let me know on socials. But... <laughs> But you were like, she entered from the yeah, right. And, and I wasn't here for it because I was like, no. Or, okay, I'll tell you this. Last thing about the thirst tracker. If Officer okay. Hot turns out to be evil, Waverly yeah. has to take her hand and go to the dark side. And they could be evil together. Wow. Yeah. You're three to four episodes in and you are all aboard the Waverly officer. That's my number one ship. I'm hundred percent in yeah. ride or die with that ship. I refuse to tell you what any of these ship names are. Cause I do not want you to Google them. <laughs> <yourself>. I won't, <laughs> but once we finish the show, I will most certainly like dive into the fandom. That's the interesting thing about like watching shows after they've aired. Cause I remember like yeah. watching arrow as it was coming out and everybody's like, Oh, I'll listen to this. I'll listen to that. And it was like definitely a different experience of like going to the cons, being a part of the fandom. And so it'll be interesting to like join this fandom post show, you know? Post show, yeah. You're sort of excavating the fandom at this point. Yeah, maybe I'm a paleontologist. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am a terrible person when it comes to like... Let me peek in on what the fandom of this new property that I'm enjoying is. Like, sometimes I'll be reading a book, even, and I'll be like, mm, is there fan art of what these characters might look like? And I will just straight up spoil the plot. Oh, no. <laughs> just I will, with no regard for my personal well-being, be like, hmm, what does the Tumblr tag on this say? <laughs> fan art? Oh, that character dies? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard nowadays to avoid spoilers. Yeah. I think also, like, if my friends are listening to this, I won't name them, but they know who they are. I'm sorry for putting you on blast, but two of my best friends, I cannot go a single day without getting spoiled Or if we like the same thing. One of my friends, if she sees it before me, it's done so. I'm not, I'm getting, I'm getting spoiled. She's going to text me as soon as she gets out of the theater or the show. Why? I would block. She has to talk about it. I love her. As she is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just accepting this is who you are as a person. I just need to see it before you. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. I do that a little bit to my sisters because, like, I'll see movies. I'd like to see them, like, usually movies, like, the first week they come out or whatever. And I will text them and be like, I saw this movie. I'm dying to talk about it. And I'll give them, like, my spoiler-free review where I'll be like, I loved it and I have a lot of thoughts. Just as soon as you watch it, which could be anywhere from this weekend to six months from now, (laughs) please just add it to the list of things I'd like to discuss with you. So I'm much better about not being like, but I do immediately text them when I come out of a movie. I'm just like, I saw it. So so formal. Could you please add this to the agenda for the next time that we meet? Yeah. (laughs) Do you not? I don't know. I do that all the time with my sisters. We, we're we like, what's on the agenda we have to talk about? <laughs> I have never even thought of that. But now that you bring it to my attention, 
I'm like, what? You can do that? That's so smart. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that now. Yeah. You just do it. I don't know. We don't have formal meetings of the (laughs) Fusco sisters, but when we do, we go, okay, what do we have to talk about? Usually there's like an emergency and you're like, we need to talk about this. And you're like, I'm on board. So then we talk about that. And then we're like, okay, what is, what has been boiling up before this conversation? Okay. Aaron saw Dr. Strange. We got to talk about it. I love the idea of like the, the Fusco sisters assembling. It's like a secret council. You're all wearing robes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Correct. What in the nerd yeah. must we discuss? <laughs> yeah, if we lived in purgatory, we would be in some sort of secret society. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's take a second to talk about this hole-in-the-wall town, purgatory. And I, I say yeah. that because, like, from the environment and stuff, it seems like an okay place. I mean, it's a small town in the south, so <laughs> there's that. But Where's your bar? Yeah, what was the bar Yeah, was, I mean, it wouldn't be my jam, but... It doesn't seem like the worst place, except the monsters. It reminds me of the MCU thing of, like, in New York. And I'm like, why does anybody live here? Like, if I wasn't yeah. a part of the Earp family, I'm out of there, man. Everybody's dying. Somebody dies every day. Like, demons are around. Or they don't know about the demons. But, like, somebody dying so often, I'm like, I'm out of here. Too Murder rate is too high. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a suspension of disbelief of, like... There are demons who live in a trailer park in your town and, like, continuously resurrect. (laughs) And we're all just sort of like, they don't cause enough trouble for us to know they're demons. And then there's, like, a little bit of, like, okay. Like, oh, my God, episode three when Shorty dies. So sad. Oh, man, that was, what a powerful moment. I'm so happy that they let the moment sit and, like, be emotional and they didn't try Mm -hmm. to, like have a joke in there you know no i want to get into that more too the writing of the show but my point was like they make a special point to be like the revenants live here they're part of town and people know them but they don't know their demons so you've got like the time capsule scene from the beginning of that episode where the demon's like i buried it here in 1905 i know it's here and you're like oh yeah they've been a part of this town but then you've also got shorty who is like we should have believed you. Curtis always talked about, like, your uncle always talked about this. And we knew, like, I knew you weren't crazy, but, like, nobody believed you. I know it, and I'm sorry. You're a good person. And, like, the, it is just like that. You got to suspend the disbelief because you got to have, like, the secret underworld. But at the same time, like, there are demons murdered, like... There's, like, a guy who travels through a mirror. There's a witch who lives in town. Like, we're just... Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super here for that. I mean, in Gotham, there's a guy who dresses like a clown and goes around and kills people. So, yeah. <laughs> and people still live there. So Right, but nobody would say the Joker doesn't exist. No, that's true. Yeah, he very much does. <laughs> that's the point that it's, like... Nobody is going to be like, yeah, the Joker doesn't exist. So, like, in shows like Supernatural, where they go all the way across the United States, there's a little bit of, like, okay, you're fighting ghosts and stuff, but the incidents are sort of mostly spread out that it's, like, there's not enough of a pattern. But, like, we're in, I don't know, 300 square miles. I don't really know how much it is. The Ghost River Triangle, we are in a very serious one location. And everyone's like... Guess that's just a normal day in purgatory. People getting mirror ghosts. I mean, I'll be interested to see. I don't know because I haven't seen the whole show yet. I'll be interested to see if at any point the public finds out. I recently also started watching Doctor Who. 
And I thought that was really interesting. Oh, stop the podcast. Let's start talking about it. <laughs> it's so, there's so much. Especially when we're watching Sarah Jane and Torchwood. It's like, oh my gosh. Maybe at some point, let us know if you want to if you want to <laughs> yeah. if you want to watch that with us. At some point, just like tiny itty bitty spoiler for Doctor Who, like the eensy weensies. It might even might not even be a spoiler. People find out aliens are real, and it's just like everybody knows that there are aliens. And I thought that was really interesting in terms of like the stuff that happens on Earth after that. And so I think that could be interesting of like how did the people's lives change once they learn that they live in the city and how they feel about what? Winona, who they already hate. That's true. Uh, when we get out of here, I got to ask you some Doctor Who questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I, I got to know what episode you think everyone found out aliens uh, Okay. <laughs> so also we wanted to talk about with, with Shorty's death of like, I had made this note too of just like, I think they do like the quips really well. I think they write the like, it's a bantery show it like full full throttle runs into campy. Oh yeah. It's not that apologetic first. about it. It's like we are campy. We're gonna like Winona just talks in quips nonstop. I was just saying that like Winona especially talks in quips. It's like a really bantery show. The writing is like jokey and cheeky and it doesn't really like it sort of takes itself not too seriously and it knows it's campy. But then I think it does a really good job of making the emotional moments really emotional so that like, you know, like it's just a front in a way that I think that like. Like, it, it doesn't lessen the emotions of the, like, sad parts or the, like, tender parts just because five seconds ago, Winona was joking about her coffee or whatever, you know? <laughs> I love that tone balance. It, it's, it's you know, that's one of the, my biggest criticisms about the MCU that we can get into once we get to those shows. But I love that about this show. And I also love that, like, kind of playing off of that of how Winona, especially in, in the beginning here, is afraid. And there are a lot of times, especially when she doesn't have her gun, where we get to see that side of her of like, it makes her a person, right? Of like, this is craziness happening. And she's validated in the sense that she was right. But at the same time, it's like, is that a good thing? Does she want to be right now that it's all real? And so I think we get to see that side of her, which is really interesting. I, I don't think we normally get that with these kind of characters because normally it's like, I'm the chosen one. Time to put on my shades and kick some ass. But <laughs> she's more of a of a down to earth hero, which I like. Yeah, I mean, she's just she's very human and like so broken. Just the most broken. Poor messy. Woman. Yeah, just messy. <laughs> and I love Every part of her. She's perfect, but is extremely broken. And I think you really see that. Like, but also, like, it comes from, like, her wanting to do the right thing. Like, she doesn't even hesitate in in the episode of The Revenants trying to leave the Ghost River Triangle. She, like, doesn't even hesitate. She's like, they want me. I'll go in there. And Dolls is like, that's stupid. They will kill you. And she's like, no, no, no. It's fine. It's the only thing that'll work. Like, so willing to sacrifice herself to try and, like, do the right thing. The same thing of, like, champ, get out of here. I'll I'll try to fight the demon when he possesses me. Like, very self-sacrificing. And, and that's not always a good thing for a character to be like, I would rather die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing the right thing. Like, I don't necessarily think it's noble, but I do think it comes from this 
it's either comes from this like wanting to do good, but probably stemming from her immense guilt just about like existing, but just like she tries to do the right thing without hesitation. Yeah. And it shows how much she cares about the people that she loves and knows. And I mean, let's let's talk about that tool bag champ, right? <laughs> My man leaves the scene of the crime and is lying to Waverly about like, yeah, you know, Winona and I were there together. <laughs> like he was this big hero. I mean, I, yeah, Champ is a loser. I, I wonder if they'll try to do him. the um, the Steve from Stranger Things thing with him of like maybe later he gets a redemption arc, but right now he sucks. So <laughs> yeah, I do love Steve. From <laughs> Me too. Steve is great. Hashtag Team Steve. I wrote some quotes down in my notes too. Here, Champ goes, "Why not?" Like, they want to possess me? Why not? I don't even put gluten in this. Like, <laughs> all right, thanks, Champ. That was such a good line, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then I did, like, Doc in the beginning of episode three, two, where he was like, bravery is just a fancy word for stupid. And I'm like, hmm, hell yeah, Doc. <laughs> hell yeah, Doc. I love you. <laughs> Talk sense to me, yeah. No, he's also a terrible person. <laughs> Doc is, like, Doc is the the best anti-hero. I love it. And I love that he is starting to soften up being around the Earps more. I will say, I can't remember if it was this episode or the next episode. Mm. Uh, I think it's the next episode. That's fine. Look into it. In episode four, when we kind of see, at least for now, until they probably change it later, as CW shows do, his final encounter with Wyatt. And we don't see how he survived. We see that he did survive and Wyatt was counting on him for something and he bailed on Wyatt to kind of indulge in his uh, worldly desires. (laughs) Yes. So what we learned in these two episodes was Doc is looking for the Stone Witch. At some point between having tuberculosis and Wyatt saying, I need you to ride with me, and him being like, this is, like, I can't ride again, I'm dying. Wyatt leaves on that journey. At some point before Wyatt comes back, he makes some deal with some sort of devil creature to get um, immortality, elongated, whatever he called, like elongated longevity. Yeah. I don't know what he called it. <laughs> immortality. Immortal. Although he's not in, indestructible. He was like, if I get hit by a car, like, yeah. I'll he's die. immortal but, and not invulnerable. Yeah, yeah, invulnerable. And then Wyatt returns and he goes, You couldn't help me. And now I see you're fine. And he's like, Yeah, but I'm, I'm, fine and I can go ride out with you now. And he's like, no, you made some sort of evil deal. And like, I can't abide by that. Also, we noticed that Wyatt before he left is like, I only believe in men. I don't believe in like good and evil. And when he comes back, he goes, I just found out that demons exist. (laughs) He's seen some stuff now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so what happened to Wyatt on that trip? (laughs) Will is yet to be seen. I'm still holding on to my theory that, Doc had a hand in Wyatt's death, and that's why he feels so guilty. So we'll see what happens. But as of right now, it just seems like there's just two best friends. They should kiss. They should kiss, yeah. Should I put that in the thirst meter? Add it, yeah. Wyatt and Doc. (laughs) Uh, On on the Wyatt and Doc thirst meter, I think I'm a a two out of five. Only because they they only have one scene. And, uh, oh, I didn't like that. I thought she meant two-fifths. It's fine. It's fine. It is sort of (laughs) two-fifths. We'll see what happens. Like, who's had a conversation? Put it on the Thursday reader. Doc and Dolls seen together the, in the interrogation room was the first time we see Dolls, like, break his stoic persona. And it was like, 
your hats off to that actor. I, I, I'm sorry I didn't look up his name before we started recording, but I think he did that so well in a sense of like when why when Ryan when Ona was like, oh, that's weird. It's kind of scary to see him like laughing. I was like, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, this is creepy. Stalls laughing. Yeah, oh. I was like, oh man, what like it's it's really creepy. So and I mean, you know, we've seen a hundred of those kind of stoic military characters or whatever. And I just feel like this this actor is doing a really good job with the role. Shamir Anderson. Good job, Shamir. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. I love that scene between the two of them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have this love triangle <laughs> be drug out for the next three seasons, but I'm still team dolls in Winona. So I know you yeah. are. I I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I'll remember your thirst for them. It's five out of six out of it's five out of five. Yeah, six out of five for them. Twenty thousand out of five for Waverly and Officer Hot. For Waverly and Officer (laughs) Hot. Let's see what else happened. So, the three revenants who are trying to escape. I thought it was really interesting. Um, We we only get like little snippets of it, mostly from the last revenant who's alive that swaps bodies. But we kind of learned that, like, not all the revenants are down for what what Boba was trying to do. And so I thought that was really interesting. I love when they don't make villains monoliths. So I love that they're making all those characters rounded characters. I also love that episode four is when you learn that it's not only people that Wyatt killed directly that are revenants. Because August Hamilton, that, that barber... Oh, was supposed to testify... Wyatt forced him to testify, and he died because of it. But he was not the, like, Wyatt did not kill him directly, but he still came back as a revenant. In fact, we learn Doc killed him. Yeah. Which is wild. We don't learn why, but Doc did kill him, yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter <laughs> for, for some one reason. Yeah, Doc's just sort of wild. He's card. killed a lot of people, Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of that episode, when Winona goes to the house of the the former victim, they were speaking to her parole officer. Her parole officer's wife. wife, thank you. I was gonna say mm-hmm. youth pastor. I couldn't remember what his role no. was. But <laughs> parole officer slash drug dealer. Right. And she was asking Winona to forgive her and then gets murdered. And Dolls is like, oh, what happened? And she's like, oh, Winona tells what, what happened. And they're like, so anyway, I was laughing so hard because I was like, I know you didn't like this person, but yeah. like, is this the first time that she's somebody's died right in front of her? No. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay, so so maybe she's a little dis- She first of all, she killed her own dad. Oh, yeah. So that's the person who I forgot about that. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> the girl in the first episode off the bus. Oh yeah, got decapitated. Okay, so yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. She's like, okay, this is bad. But let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's also a little bit of like the priority shifted. Like Dolls walked in, he was like, What happened? And she's like, I'm next. And he's like, Oh, hold on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is unimportant. We gotta I love the scene in the bar when she's like trying to apologize to an ex boyfriend and like his brother the is brothers. there. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, no, that was that was a really great episode. I have a question about like the family tree. So we know Winona kills her dad in the flashback. And at the start of the show, she's going to her uncle's funeral. Yes. Have we seen her uncle? Because I'm getting those two mixed up a bit. I mean, 
he's dead. Right, but, but like in, in the flashback stuff, every time there's a flashback, um, it's her dad, right? Yeah, it's always it's her dad. Who, whenever they're talking about the curse or whatever. It's oh, okay, dad. cool, cool, cool. That's what I was confused about because I at first I thought the dude in the flashback was her uncle, and I was like, no, oh no, no, that's no. her dad. Okay, it's her dad. Yes, that makes sense. So I don't know if that's her dad's brother. It's not. It can't possibly be her dad's brother. Yeah, they haven't really spoken about it so far. It's on their mom's side, I believe. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because otherwise the curse would have went through them. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, it has to be the mom's side, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, last thing to chat about before we wrap it up. Waverly being Mm -hmm. jealous about not being the heir. I was really happy they did that because. When we first meet Waverly, she has all this information about the Revenants. And obviously, this is something that she's really invested in. And, you know, to me, it was like the Dick Grayson punching Batman (laughs) moment of like, I'm not going to be in your shadow. Like, I'm a person, too. There are things I want. And it made Waverly more of a rounded character and not just a sidekick. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I I think this show does a really good job of character development and like fleshing out all of the characters especially just like in our main in our main crew but yeah i mean waverly's like there's no reason i shouldn't be allowed to be the heir and it's not fair that you are when you don't want it and i do yeah and winona's like i'm sorry i know and i'm sorry but also she wants to protect her sister so like it's it's like she's sorry on the one hand because she doesn't want it either but she's not sorry because she doesn't want Waverly to have it so like I I love their relationship it's so sweet and I think it's so awesome just to see people who love each other like being nice and kind to each other I feel like usually it's like whether it's a relationship or family it's usually like oh we're arguing all the time so it's nice to just see people have emotionally intelligent honest conversations (laughs) with each other yeah, like, Winona doesn't let her shrug it off, right? Because Waverly's so ready to just be like, I didn't even mean it. I was just kidding. We don't have to talk about it. And Winona's like, no, like, I want to hear about your feelings. Please tell me about it. Like, I want to know what you're really thinking. And I think that that's really, you don't see, I don't think you'd see that, in a, especially not in like a campy Western show where like, Probably the hero would most likely be a white dude who's like, I don't talk about my feelings. <laughs> That's just supernatural, but still. <laughs> I only shoot guns and drink blood. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah no, it's it was great. And I mean, also as like, as just like a human thing, I think that especially like with our generation and, and younger generations, like we learn so much from the media we consume, especially when it comes to like social interactions, soft skills, things like that. And a really bad habit, I think, that I picked up when I was younger and and I had to learn to get out of. And I think we see in a lot of older media still pops up now and then is like when someone apologizes to you about something that hurt your feelings and you just say it's okay. I hate when that happens. And I and I always hate when I do that in real life and I try to catch myself because I'm like, it's okay to be like, that wasn't okay. Like that hurt my feelings. Thank you for apologizing. I really appreciate it. I feel seen, I feel acknowledged or whatever, however you want to handle it. And I feel like this show, at least in this scene, did a good job of like not allowing Waverly to just be like, oh, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And for them to actually have a dialogue about it. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's probably the most emotionally mature thing Winona has ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard uh, to do that. So I, I thought it was cool that that happened. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we kind of wrap up this episode? 
So, like, I obviously know what happens in the four seasons of this television (laughs) show, but I love dolls just being like, yeah, I was in Afghanistan fighting demons also. Or, like, there are supernatural creatures that exist outside of the demons in the Ghost River Triangle, and I could have watched... 700 seasons of this show where Winona Earp just starts hunting other supernatural creatures. I would have watched that in a heartbeat. And I, listen, I know what happens in four seasons, but I'm telling you, (laughs) I would have watched a hundred seasons of it. I like clearly in season one, they're just trying to like set up, like if we run out of content, (laughs) we we could do other (laughs) stuff. And I'm just telling you, I would, I would watch that. (laughs) Yeah, man, I would be here for it. It's such a cool premise. It's like Cowboys and Aliens, you know, it's just like mixing two awesome things together and making something new. So I hope at some point we get to see the rest of the world outside of purgatory. But for now, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're you're loving it. Well, I mean, I guess that leads right into the next segment of Carmen. I feel like we kind of answered this at the top, but mm, do you love it yet? Aaron, I love all caps, break the caps lock, love this show. Hell yeah. It's so good. Emotionally intelligent characters, the thirst meters off the charts (laughs) everywhere you turn, a balancing and mix of tones. I love that. I think that like if anything is just one tone the whole time, Snoresville. I love when they can balance tones. The writing's, you know, it's campy, but it's, it's it's just the right amount. I love cheese with my nachos. It's so good. Yeah, Yeah. I'm here for it. And I can't wait to watch more. I'm sad there's only four seasons, but I'm going to enjoy the ride. Well, you know, after this, I'll introduce you to all the other nonsense camp that I... All the other Canadian shows. Am I rewatching Leverage right now? Absolutely. Is it a nonsense campy show? Absolutely. It's so delicious. (laughs) Yeah, we have to watch that at some point. But I do have to ask you, Aaron Fusco. Yeah, what's up? Do you still love it? Yeah, every second of it. (laughs) It's so fun to go back to season one, too, because, like... I'm not a rewatcher. I'm really not. As I I know I just said I'm rewatching Leverage. It is an anomaly for me. I'm really not a rewatcher. And so it is actually enjoyable for me to like rewatch this with you and get to talk about it and like revisit the early days of uh, a show that I still love. Do you think that you don't rewatch because of like narrative like you already know what's going to happen? Yeah, pretty much. Like I know where it's going to go and I like once I start watching a thing, I'm like, oh, no, I remember this. Yeah. I remember what happens. Even, I mean, even with this show, like, I forget some of the smaller bits, but, like, okay, yeah, I remember how this one ends. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Oh, man. And so I, I just would prefer new, I love new content. Ooh, Ooh new content. What's going to happen? What can I spoil for myself on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you won't spoil on the internet? That's... Take What's This up? TV. Thank you, everybody, yeah. for joining us on this Winona Earp adventure for episode two of our show, episode three and four of Winona Earp season one. We are so happy that you decided to spend some time with us here today and to listen to us talk about this. Be sure to subscribe wherever you like to get your podcasts. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. I want to know, are you loving it? Hey, Hey, oh, you yeah. are listening to this. Do you love are it? You loving and, and if so, why? And if not, why don't you love it? <laughs> you don't have to. Here's the thing. Before we cut out of this episode, here's the thing. I recognize 
that not all media is made for everyone. And my tastes are specifically my Aaron Fusco tastes. I would not suggest that Winona Earp is like a perfect piece <laughs> of media that everyone should consume, but it is something that I love very much. And I'm really enjoying sharing it with you, Carmen. And so I hope that everyone who is watching along with us just appreciates it for like, oh, this is a fun thing that somebody else enjoys, even if it's not for you. There's no hard feelings. For sure. And, and you know, we don't want to yuck anybody's yum or vice versa. So if Winona Earp's not your jam, we'll have other shows that we'll, we'll be watching. And we hope that you watch along with us because yeah. you got to remember, it's dangerous to watch TV alone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.